It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting at Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. And, Dirk, it was so nice to be back over Quaker Steak and Lube uh, and to eat some nice chicken wings that didn't make me hurt for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, well, I ate some wings and we shared some pizza mm-hmm. and uh, had some good company. That uh, that Philly uh, Philly cheesesteak pizza is what Sarah likes, and man alive, that thing is good. Well, that's what I ordered that first night, you know, damn near a year mm-hmm. ago now. We went over and tried it out. Yeah, you know, the first time I had the pizza, and I know Sarah had a slice of mine that night because she didn't want to eat your chicken. So, uh, speaking of that, make sure to uh, mark your calendars. February twentieth, just around the corner, we are going to be sitting down at Quaker Steak and Lube starting at noon for the annual Daytona five hundred party. And the kickoff to the 2022 Pickums contest. I've got a couple of new people involved in it, probably about five to uh, to ten new people. I've been told that uh, Troy Sanford, now a former sprint car driver at Eagle Raceway, uh, is going to be getting involved in it. He's uh, been a big NASCAR fan and looking to get involved in a contest. So uh, you can uh, go toe to toe with uh, Troy Sanford himself and. As we speak today, we've got about 67 people involved, which is right about where we're usually at. Uh, but it's the number of people doesn't don't don't let that frighten you away, because uh, if if there's anything Dirk and I will show you, it's that even though you're you know, you're five weeks away from the playoffs, you are not safe. And uh, it's anybody's game. Anybody any any day. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, just look at the clash last week when Tyler Reddick looked like he was going to destroy the house and he broke. Yeah, absolutely. So it's anything like that. I did get word this week that uh, our uh, champion is going to defend his title, but he's not going to be able to make it into Omaha to uh, pick up his trophy. So um, it'll still be there on display, but uh, we'll make sure and get that to him. It looks like probably in May when he does come to town for his youngest son's graduation from Creighton. So. Awesome. Looking forward to it. So once again, this coming Sunday, excuse me, next Sunday, this Sunday is the uh, big game party at Quaker Steak and Lube. And then next Sunday is the big um, Daytona 500 party starting at noon. Now the Daytona 500, I believe, is that a one o'clock start time? Uh, I think so. Being on the East Coast time, it would be two o'clock there, I think, and one mm-hmm. o'clock here. One o'clock hard time. You think, boy, you think a couple of guys running NASCAR shows would know that. <laughs> well, if we tried to keep up with the start time every race, yeah. you know. Uh, 2.30 Eastern time. So one thirty hour time. So yeah, party starts about an hour and a half ahead of time. It's not just for the Pick'em's contest. There's also some great cash prizes you can get involved in with picking the winner of the Daytona 500. Thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube. A lot of great food specials and so much more. Get over to the Lube. Uh, this Sunday for the big game for football for the NFL action and next Sunday for the Daytona 500. Well, bring a $5 bill, a $10 bill and a $20 bill to enter the pools. Absolutely. Bring a little bit of cash with you and, uh, you can take home. We've had some, um, I think Patsy Havenridge took home some money one week, uh, or one, 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 uh, party. I know well, Sean James Glasscock Roland, took home some. James Rowland was lucky enough to win the $200 mm-hmm. pool last uh, yeah. for Phoenix. So, 
if James can win, anybody can win. I'm pretty sure he had me keep that money and just buy him a bottle of whiskey. So (laughs) (laughs) joining us on the show now is one of the man behind uh, everything that happens at I-80 Speedway. He is one of the co-owners and promoters, uh, definitely one of the faces of I-80 Speedway. Uh, Joe Kaziski, enjoying some weather down in Daytona right now, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Having some fun down there? No, the weather's colder here than it is in Omaha. No kidding. (laughs) Yes, the last three days have been colder here than Omaha. Well, you're welcome to come back anytime. We miss you. I want to be back there if you want to know the truth. You're you're down there doing some. I mean, it's it's a little bit of fun, but it's it's always with your life. There's quite a bit of work mixed into it. I, I think you go down there and do meetings for Kaziski Auto Parts and meet with NASCAR uh, for we, the NASCAR we, season coming up, right? We do a lot of our meetings that we do for our A1 crash cars up in Sioux City, our Kaziski Auto Parts. Plus, we meet with NASCAR on different things. I try to pick up as many races and promote the silver dollar nationals so yes both ways uh we are here me and steve's here for a lot of meetings i'm also looking over the new rules that lucas oil's got uh they've got this new droop rule that we want to make sure that because we always go by lucas oil rules in our malvern bank hoker trucking series and we want to make sure that we've got those rules put in place and we can make sure that we can run them the way that they're supposed to be Got it. So a lot of the season that is to come for pretty much everything you do uh, is kind of getting put into place right now. Yes, sir. Uh, well, let's let's kick it off and talk about it. Uh, at the awards banquet a few weeks back, uh, you dropped a bit of a bombshell at the end of your statement and officially announced that uh, 2022 will be the final season at I-80 Speedway. And we wanted to bring you on because there – you know, it, it, I guess it's kind of a good thing that, that people are holding on to any possibility and strings and, and probability that there will be a 2023 season at IED Speedway. Can you kind of clarify a little bit where you and Steve are at and, and Lisa involved in it? I mean, it's the entire Kaziski family. Well, it's more me and Steve want to be retired at the end of this year. We want to be retired and done in 20. That is our plan. We have got a pretty prominent purchaser right now. Uh, it doesn't mean all the paperwork's going to go through. 15 pages to start with. I think we're up to about 48 pages now on the contract. It doesn't happen. But if it doesn't happen, I still want to try to sell to another person, entity, or whatever else it is. So as in what I have said is Joe and Steve Kaziski do not want to be promoting anymore after 2022. This is what we want to call our last and final year. Now there may be somebody that decides to come in and purchase the facility. Uh, You know, as soon as I find out, I can't do nothing. And and I'm kind of locked in with the people that's trying to purchase it right now. They're two months before they, three months before they tell us, 100% that it's done or three months that they don't tell us it's done. Mm -hmm. All the paperwork I've got is we know that we can have the facility till basically November 1st. So that gets us through our whole, I made sure of all that as we was doing paperwork. Um, Do I really feel uh, what you call happy about selling the facility? Absolutely not. You know, our, my family, all, all of our family love 
Uh, but it's just time that me and Steve have to be ready. I mean, I'm going to be 65 this year. Could I go till I'm 75? Yes. And as I've said before, um, there's farmers that stay on the farm and they're 75 years old. And then all of a sudden they say, well, I wish I'd have sold it about 10 years ago. So I could have started trying to live that life of I'm retired and I've given up a lot of years. Steve's given up a lot of years. My whole family's given up a lot of years. Now, my daughter, Lisa, is, she doesn't like to hear me even talk about this. She starts crying every time I talk about it. But I've got to look at reality. And I'm starting to get to that point where I don't have a whole lot of years to be able to go and get away and drive my motor home and things like that. And that is kind of what my plan is. is I would like to be able to go be a world, wonderful uh race fan i i want to go from racetrack to racetrack like them people that are parking out at our racetrack and watch lucas oil watch world outlaws go to the nascar that and when you own a racetrack everybody thinks oh well you can do this you can do that and it's not as easy as you know you can get away here in february but when you're locked in for the summer you are locked in yeah. it's not uh i can make a plan on thursday because it's going to rain out on friday to take off and go on an Alaskan cruise. I can't do, people can make a plan. They can miss a race. Even the drivers go for a weekend. But when you make that schedule, you're, you're, if you're a true business person, you want to be committed to it the best you can. And that's what we want to get away from. When you say that 2022 is the season that you and Steve want to make your final seasons as promoters, are you talking strictly for IED Speedway or does the Malvern Bank and Hoker Trucking Series, are they included in that? So, so you understand, I believe last year on our schedule for Hoker Trucking, Malvern Bank, and I-80 Speedway, I had 103 race nights on my schedule. When I take away I-80 Speedway uh, this year, I've cut a few nights off as I was doing it. I believe I've got 83 left with, with I-80 Speedway still on it. When I get down to behind without I-80 Speedway, I cut that almost. Now, the difference is, is I can take and put a Hoker trucking three-day weekend on. I mean, you get three of them gone in one weekend. The only time I can do that at the racetrack is when I do like the four days for the Silver Dollar Nationals. You get a two-day here and a two-day there. But most of it is every Friday. So it takes your whole week. And then you say, okay, Friday night, let's hope Mother Nature's nice. Let's hope that the fans decide today's the track. Let's hope the racers want to come here tonight and race. And you got to do that every day of the, of the race season. Um, I sometimes feel that we created a monster by not just being a weekly racetrack and taking a week off once in a while and, you know, trying to give the people, we've got some great race fans and we may not have as many as what some of the, you know, uh, race, we got great race fans and a lot of them love to come to the big races. And that's what we built on. Uh, we've got tracks in the local vicinity that build on weekly racing and there's nothing wrong with that, but I've built on the big races. I believe that that's what is the right thing to do. And I know a lot of fans have built with us. Uh, your first question was, are, am I still going to run the Hoker trucking in Malvern Bank? Well, when I take and drop about another 30 or 40 race nights off of that schedule, 
Yes, I plan on Auburn Bank. So that's not but going away, at least anytime soon. That's not going away anytime soon. I have no thought of having it go away. Uh, I'm, you know, maybe I'm doing it backwards. Maybe I should have gotten rid of the two series and only had the racetrack, but I don't know where late model racing would have went in our area without having the series. We wouldn't have had enough late models racing anywhere. And I don't know how that would have worked out. So I, I took it on myself to say, I'm going to try to help keep late model racing going on because none of the local tracks in the area, uh, they call them late models. We call them bragging rights, late models, which is the crate cars with the IMCA motors. And so we're, we're calling them and I'm calling ours, the super late models. Where's the super late models going to go on to. And that's why we have tried to keep the, the series going so we can keep super late model racing. Now there's going to be tracks, uh, off-road speedway is having a MLRA race this year. Uh, you're going to pick one up here, pick one up there, but with our, you know, so there would still be a place, maybe if our series went away, but not enough races for people to be able to purchase and be able to race the super late models enough going the opposite way, I believe. And that's why I picked to go this way rather than keeping the track and getting rid of the series. To me, in my head, I think you can play fan a little bit better with working with the Malvern Bank and Hoker Trucking Series because let's say you've got a, uh, a Friday show in, I don't know, Wisconsin. Then after that show, Saturday morning, you can pick up and go on vacation Saturday and Sunday and go do some sightseeing around and then come back and, and be at work on Monday morning. Uh, so I, I think it gives you a little bit more flexibility to be able to enjoy life where, like you kind of said, IED Speedway, you're locked into exit 420 on Interstate 80 from, from April to, to October. Pretty much you're exactly right. You know, pretty much that's how it works and I mean, that's the reason we decided to go that way. And, it, and it's not anything against the fans. I really wish somebody would buy it as a racetrack is what I've really wanted. But I've, I've let it know that I'm that we were trying to sell it for over a year now. And, you know, hoping that someone would come. I, I, I've got some people that's contacted me here recently. I can't do nothing at this point. My hands are tied. I'm hoping maybe by the first of March, I'll know one way or the other. Uh, if I can even sell it to someone else other than the people we've got paperwork working on right now. So, and Dirk, maybe you can kind of jump in here and help me out with this a little bit. And, and maybe this is something you don't even want to talk about, but has there, I, I get the feeling there's, there's some sort of um, tentative purchase agreement that you've worked out with this other comp this, this other entity. Yes. Okay. And so then, then they're, they've got basically got a time frame for them to be able to look at it and say, uh, we're, we're interested. Let's move on. Let's move forward or we're going to pass. And that's where we're sitting at right now. You know, okay. I've, I've asked them to give me that answer of, are you going to move on forward or are you going to pass and move out? So, okay. Got it. uh, I'm waiting on that right now that if they decide that, you know, and, and we're going to move forward for another month and make sure it's what we want to do or not, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I really don't know where to, where to go with an answer for you. No, I, okay. I, I think, <clears throat> go ahead, Dirk. I was going to say, has there been an earnest deposit made? An earnest deposit and a contract signed for a clause of uh, a lot of their inspection is about the same thing, according to my lawyer. Okay. Okay. That's fine. You know, I just, 
I, you know, not normally my, I mean, my real estate transactions, house buying, that's all I've ever had like that. Yeah. So, you know, you put a deposit down at that point, that house is yours as long as all the stuff goes through, you know, so. Right, right. And just want to state it just simple for the record that the company that is interested in your working with right now, uh, they don't have any interest in it continuing to be a speedway after this season. No. Okay. Um, so if somebody is interested in purchasing it and running it as a racetrack, they're going to have to wait till at least March 1st, maybe a little bit later to be able to, uh, to talk further with you about working that out. And tell, tell my lawyer tells me that I, I've got to work with them. Let's talk about 2023 and kind of get some scenarios out there. Let's say this deal falls through. The track doesn't get sold. You and Steve are now, you've got an expensive thing sitting in your lap, but you guys also want to enjoy this minute thing called life that, that we only have a certain amount of it that we get to enjoy. Um, have you two talked about a, a backup plan for 2023? five six special events something to be able to pay for this thing while you've still got it we haven't we haven't went through that yet because i just i, I don't want to get myself uh the letdown of not having the racetrack is one thing i don't want to build my you know, you know as much as you probably feel hey i'd love to have a 2023 guess what i want to have a 2023 but as you said a little bit ago, you know, if you got 10, 12 years left in life to be able to go do things, I used up one more of them. Yeah. That's, that's getting up in that 10% range every time we talk about it. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? You don't think of it that way because, you know, using up a year, you still got another, you know, 35, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's, it's just a little different when you get up into the upper ages. I never thought it would be something I would ever think of this as we sit and talk about it. I, I don't want to get myself excited that, oh boy, we could possibly have a 2023. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to, I want to look at realism and say, I really want to be retired from this. We've still got two businesses going that eventually we're going to have to figure out how to work out of them also. So we got more time, you know, I mean, it's going to happen. Again, we're talking with Joe Kaziski of IED Speed. We were talking about the uh, final season that is going to be 2023. About how he's in the farm and what he's doing. But himself, he's not leaving the farm yet. Yeah. And when's, when's the day? You know, I mean, I try to tell people, you know, I sit back and everybody says, work hard, work hard, save what you can so you can use it later in life. They always forgot to tell you when that day was when you're done. So you could use it later in life. What's the point of busting your ass for 60 years if you've only got four to spend it? <laughs> exactly. And that's that's kind of what I'm sitting down and saying. You know, we don't know when later. I, I You know, I've had some health issues myself. Nothing that's been drastic. I'm not going to die next year or nothing like that. I don't plan on it anyway. I mean, anything can happen. But you know what I mean? You don't never know when that day comes that it's time to say, hey, I want to take my wife and go here or take her and go there and if i want to if i want to set the set up right now for a couple week cruise to go on a uh cruise or something i can do it with my series i just don't yeah. race for a couple weekends you know but when yeah. you've got that racetrack you really need to be running as much as you can you know you you mentioned a five or six race time and when you sit down and take you've got an operation like what we've got there and you know the farmers 
can tell you and the people that deal with the wind every week we go out there there's something that needs to be repaired from the winds and from things like that i mean i don't care if it's backs of chairs a bird hits a window on the on the uh suites up up top or the announcer's booth you got to get it fixed and people are like well how did that happen well how did that i don't know but i know i got to go up and fix that window before friday night gets here we got to have it all done before friday night gets here and you got to mow the place and you got to clean the place up and you got to make sure the banners that the ones that ripped in the corners are flying off and you're trying to take care of them the best you can. And we've got two to three full-time people. Well, if I run five times or I run 30 times, is it really going to make any less wind damages and things for the whole summer? Yeah. It just compiles, you know what I'm saying? So right. I, I don't know if that five or six times, am I saying it couldn't be done that way? Well, you know, everybody says, well, the cup tracks only run two times a year. They might only run cup races two times a year, but they've got something going on all the time at that facility. Yeah. A lot of them fill up their schedules and, and you just never hear about it. Right. Right. Some of them have got, some of them are running them places, you know, they've got a hundred events a year at a, at a cup track and you don't realize they've only got two of them that they're racing NASCAR. They run two, three day weekends that they're running the NASCAR stuff. And you know, the rest of it, they've, I mean, uh, down the street, our competitor down the street, Roger has got, does his Halloween stuff that runs 30 days and he races for, thir- you know, 20, I think he puts 20 days on his, uh, tw- approximately 20 on his car racing and another 12 or 14 on his go-karts. So he's got 30, 35 days there. And then he runs his, uh, haunted house Halloween stuff, you know, his haunted house stuff. Well, there he's up to 65 or 70 dates. Kind of the same thing I'm doing, but I'm traveling also trying to run our extra dates. And then we've got two more businesses that we got to run. And, you know, so, so it gets, it gets, we, we've got to slow down some, I, I mean, my doctor told me I've got to cut some of the stress. I think over the last two years, you kind of echoing that and, and saying the same thing. I think a lot of people, especially the ones that I'm, I'm interacting with on Facebook, you know, everybody's sentiment's kind of the same thing. Well, we don't blame Joe, but it still, it stinks. Because oh, you and Steve. Yeah, it stinks for us. Yeah. It's, well, so that's what we want it to be. As, we, we don't want this to go away as yeah. bad as every person that you talk to. Right. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about next was you guys have spent 18 years. This will be your 19th year owning IED Speedway. I can only imagine that there's got to be a couple of times over the last year that you have stood around that speedway and just looked at everything that you guys have done. Cause my understanding when you took it over, it, it was kind of in dis- disrepair. I, I, I've heard stories of the, the, uh, the outside wall, the, the concrete barrier in turn four was falling over. Um, obviously putting in the suites and adding all this different stuff. You guys have had a tremendous, uh, impact on the racing community with what you've done with IED Speedway and the different things you've done. Um, that, that's, that alone has got to be, has, has probably extended you guys doing this, uh, actually making this retirement by a couple of years. More than likely, you're probably right. Uh, we have done a lot to improve the facility. The facility was usable as it was, but it had steel guardrail walls. It was time to come down. We've put the concrete, barriers around the wall we've done a lot of different things we put all the concrete we poured it in front of the whole grandstands all the way down to the ticket booth i forget how many yards of concrete we put down through there but 
that's 400 and some feet long by, I believe it was 20 feet wide. And, you know, that's, it's like a quarter to a third of an acre that we concreted there in order to make that walk path, you know, just to make a walk path. And, uh, you know, like you said, there's suites. We spent a hundred thousand dollars putting the suites in announcer's booth and scoring booth. We spent a hundred thousand dollars up on top of them grandstands just to be able to make that, you know, nice. Um, and you know how bad the the announcer's booth was getting. I mean, it's, it's not something about that at ever. (laughs) No, you haven't said nothing about that. <laughs> I never complained about the the old announcers. The lack of the elevator. <laughs> yeah, you, you you may have complained about it, Dan, but you know it was one of them things that we had to wait until you know as we could work through each one of the progressions to get the to get it built. Yeah, and those things that needed to be done pre the announcers booth, um, you know, but everything we've bought an all new kitchen equipment since we've been there. And not only to go along with 19 years of owning the racetrack and, and trying to make it a great facility, we, myself, I raced for 36 or 38 years, uh, following up and down the road for the racetracks, uh, and put, you know, which, which is still putting my heart into racing, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, when you sit down, like you said, and you put 50 some years into the racing it's it's quite a bit it, it's it's takes a toll on you i can see that dirk you got anything left for joe no that's you know i was just gonna say you know he was talking about taking uh, his wife or something on a trip or you know whatever doing some of that kind of stuff during retirement and you know i i kind of look at that as a double-edged sword i mean you've got her plenty of places during your racing career <laughs> well i also not, realize not she's st- she stuck with you for 40 plus years she deserves Let's- a break Let's, let's, let's put it this way. We met at the racetrack. She was the trophy girl. We met at the racetrack. She, when we was having our first baby, which was my daughter, Lisa, I dropped her off on the way driving to sunset to race. I dropped her off at Methodist hospital there in Omaha or uh, yeah. Methodist hospital on 90th right there by children's. I dropped her off and I went and raced that night and I came back afterwards and then how many times when we went to some of these racetracks that you had to travel to and they get out of the truck, you know, they run them out of the pits because you was just getting there at three or four o'clock and they go up and set the grandstands or they sit out on the little seats waiting to get into the grandstands. It might not open until four thirty, five o'clock. And then they was there. I mean, you know, it used to be uh, racetracks didn't care if they took four or five hours. We've tried to pressure ours down on most of the race nights to three hours is what we want it to be done in. And our weekly shows, we work real well. That's why we try to usually only run two classes when we run a special because we want it to get done as close to that three hour range as we can. We'll sit up there with three little kids or four little kids, you know, for five hours. I, I understand and want to respect every one of them wives that come out there and have three or four kids with them and had been sitting there since track opened up and you know then run a a long show i understand it's it's a lot for them too so uh it is it does take time and i do need to basically thank her and go places and she works in the kitchen for guess how many years at i-80 speedway you know what i'm saying and just has worked there and tried to run it about she's probably run the last 13 years or to 15 year time frame she's ran the kitchen 
And so she doesn't get outside to be able to watch, you know, her son race or, you know, nephews, a couple of them or anybody else that she would like to see race. She doesn't get that opportunity. Yeah. And that's gotta be tough for her too. I know a number of times I've gone down to the announcer's booth and, or down to the uh, concession stand. And, and she said, how'd Andrew do what happened with, you know, what happened with Jacob Hodgshite? What, what's, and she never gets to see that stuff. She hears me talk about it, but she never gets to see it. And, and, and yep. that, that that's gotta be tough too. Yep. We have to run it as a business and a business needs to run, you know, not, not by, okay, well I can stop and go do what I want right now. Yeah. All right. Dirk, you got anything else for Joe? No, like I said, I was just wanting him to, I wanted the people to hear it from him. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's, I didn't think it was very confusing, but a lot of people were just confused. Well, if they don't sell it, they'll still be racing. Well, doesn't sound like that's the plan. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I, Joe, I, I think that purely comes from an area of that, that people don't want ID Speedway to go away just as much as you don't, but you're facing a reality. Like you said, you're 65. And you've only got so many years where you're going to be able to, to, to walk around and go see the sites that this great country has to offer and go see some of the great races that, that you don't get to very often. So I think when you hear it explained like that, it, it, be, it brings it home and, and people are more likely to say, okay, it still stinks, but we get it. We understand what, where Joe and Steve are coming from. Right. I mean, I, I don't want to say nothing's ever impossible that we, have, that we would have to get thrown back in another year but I'm going to say it's going to be a very slim possibility that 2023 will happen under me and Steve. Yeah. All right. It then. may happen under another group or, I mean, in, 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 you know, it may happen that way, but it's, I'm going to tell you, it's got about a 10% chance that if we don't get it sold, that we may run 2023. Look forward to seeing you at the racetrack soon. Uh, try to enjoy your time down in Daytona and uh, I'm going to try to send some nice weather down your way. Okay, Dan. Thank you. Thanks Joe. Thanks, Joe. You betcha, Dirk. Joe Kaziski joining us uh, on the podcast, and uh, big thanks to Joe. Uh, Dirk, I, I think you nailed it. When we talked uh, earlier on, on Monday down at Quaker Steak and Luby, said we, we really got to get Joe on here to talk about it and kind of dispel some of these because it's easy for us to talk about it. And, you know, I can assume a little bit. I, I know the Kaziskis. I see where they're coming from. I can see the sentiment when they talk about this stuff, but it, it really helps coming from Joe. Exactly. You know, he's the man. He's, the, you know, if, you know, I mean, I realize Steve's involved in the whole process too, but Steve's not a talker. No, you know, no, he's we, got a we lot of great that. things to say, but, but like Steve has said himself, he goes to Joe's the politician. Joe knows yep. how to word things. And, and, and he's got that, that charisma to him that, that people enjoy. So uh, a he's lot of times talker. Joe's the face and the, and the voice of the speedway, but yeah, him and Steve, they, they've been wrestling with this for a while. And um, you know, when Joe lays it out like that, that, you know, it's plain and simple. He's about to turn 65. And you've only got so many years that your body is able to, to let you get around and do stuff before you're stuck at home. Um, you're, you're in a nursing home or whatever, and then your quality of life isn't what, it, what you want it to be. And all of a sudden you're looking back thinking, I missed out on all this stuff in my life. Now, he's had a great life. He'll admit it to you. He's loved all of his time, but there's other things that he wants to do. And I think there's things that, that he feels uh, him and Mona need to do that were more of Mona's idea than, than Joe's. Well, it's plain and simple. He wants to be a normal person. He wants to be yeah. 65 and retire. Yeah. Anybody that wants to hold that against anybody, you know, that's, that's just wrong. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. You know, that's just wrong. Let the man retire in peace. Let him go enjoy uh, everything that he's earned and his, you know, like he said, 50 plus year career in racing from 
starting out when he was helping his dad to him racing himself and then to, you know, into buying the racetrack and promoting and everything. I mean, you know, he's had a long career in the sport. Uh, you know, time for him. Admittedly, by him, not anybody kicking him out. He's wanting to get out. So let him go. Yeah, I, I completely. And you know what? I, I was thinking about this the other night. We've got a couple of minutes till we need to get over to our, our next turn and do one of our champions interviews. But um, I struggled to find somebody, at least locally, that's had more impact on dirt racing than uh, it, Joe and Steve Kaziski. And when I, and those two have had such a massive impact on the sport that uh, we're better off with, with them being in the sport. And it, and it sure sucks that they're going to leave, but uh, they deserve to be able to walk away and, and enjoy some private time. Well, they'll be around. I mean, you know, Craig Kelly was quite innovative when he was promoting Sunset Speedway, you know, for 20 plus years or, or somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, he's always been around. And I know, you know, he talks with Joe and Steve on a, on a fairly regular basis, probably not as much now as he did, you know, when they took the track over in 2004. But uh, I'm sure if somebody ends up buying the track for a racing facility, I'm sure they'll be there to help them out. Right. Absolutely. All right. That's going to do it for us in turn number one. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in turn number two with another track champions interview. Hang tight. We'll be back on the front stretch. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. If you love wings, if you love rings, and all kinds of other tempting things, great times, great food, get too quick to stay and move. Quaker Steak and Lube is the official watering hole of the front stretch and the home of MAV-TV, featuring action from the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Great times, great food, get too quick to steak and lube. Located on Mid-America Drive in Council Bluffs. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch. Rolling into turn number two, brought to you by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to the lube seven days a week for some phenomenal food, sights, sounds, great specials. Get over to the lube today 
and uh, take advantage of some great food specials and some delicious pizza. What was that we ordered, Dirt? He's still chewing, so I'm going to hold on and, uh, and handle it for a little bit. But barbecue bacon cheeseburger? Oh, that was good. Kevin, what are you going to be getting? You know, you getting dinner? Um, maybe another bush light. That's another bush light? Maybe. All right. Liquid <laughs> dinner? Yeah. That's not a bad choice. Returning champion to Shelby County Speedway in your sport mod division, Kevin Zeitner picking up the track championship. Uh, second championship or? Third. Third? Is that three in a row? No, that's three in four years. Damn. You're getting kind of good at this whole thing. Getting there. Probably should have had 19 if we'd have stuck at the track all year long. We probably would have had four in a row. Did you take a week off for a special? Uh, we had a disagreement, for lack of better terms. So ah. I kind of boycotted the track for a little bit. but That, that paid off for you real well, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it did, <laughs> these things don't pay much anyway. It's more or less bragging rights, but it's still cool nonetheless. Uh, defending your title for 2021, picking up another track championship. Uh and, and doing it very well, too, by the way. Again, like you said, uh, your uh, third championship in four years, 36-point advantage over second place. Talk kind of an overall about the season, how it went, wins, lot, wins and, and maybe some of the races that got away from you. Yeah, we, were, we had speed out of the gate and then uh, kind of struggled towards the middle of the season. Um, had one DNF there and tried to find the car back. Um, we never finished outside um top four uh when we did finish so the, the car was always there it just it wasn't quite good enough to to win had Corey madden uh, mike nichols some other guys there that were just better whatever night it, and it was second third again just about every night yeah. Yeah, yeah um and then towards the end of the year we really got something working and got the tiny one after the season points were over uh, how did, by the way, not to ask you about another, another driver, but I haven't heard anything about how Mike Nichols d is doing in that sport mod. He's, he's doing pretty good uh, from what I can tell. Um, he might have looked like he was going through a learning curve or something with these, uh, these sport mods. There's a lot to them. Um, everybody kind of goes through a learning curve with them, but it's not going to take him long to figure it out. I mean, yeah. you got the all-time wins leader in IMCA. He's going to figure it out pretty quick. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, two wins on the year, 10 top fives, 10 top tens. Easily looking at the stat sheet, that's the tail of the championship is the number of top fives and top tens. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just consistency. Not a bad night, no, uh, no DNFs? One uh, DNF, um, infield tractor tire. That son of a gun. It reached out and got me. <laughs> I, they got legs. They do, they do, I swear <laughs> they do. The promoters don't believe me, but they do. All right, uh, talk about your year anywhere else. How would you do the rest of the season? Uh, we raced at I-80 Speedway. We did pretty good out there. Um, some DNFs out there, per the usual, of I-80. It's just a love-hate relationship there. Yeah. But, um, again, picked up on something towards the end of the season, uh, particularly the Cornhusker Classic. Uh, made the race, was actually the final car in, started 27th, and we uh, wound up 7th. Uh, plus 20 spots, um, whatever we tried it appeared to work. So excited for next year, see if it works again. Well, they had a pretty good champion down there too. So yeah, he's well, <laughs> the last two years that those two guys, um, those guys are tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, and then, did I write right? Did you run the uh, World of Outlaws support class race? I did not. No. Nope. 
you're one of the few that didn't get involved in that? Um, one of the many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's true, because there was... They only let 30-some cars in? Yeah, but by the time I knew about it, it was all filled up. Yeah. That's so, kind of the sport mod thing is, I mean, it's just... It's pack racing. I mean, it's it, there's just a plethora of sport mods out oh, there. Oh, yeah, and the competition's second to none, really. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dan uh, said earlier that you won the title by 34 points. What was it going into the last night? I mean, it was a deal where you just had to start the race, or did you uh, have to race to win? As soon as I took the green flag, it was official. Okay. And I think... Um, Possibly even as soon as I started a heat race, per IMSA rules, it might have been official. But um, we, we knew for sure, started the green flag of the feature, it was official. But did you end up winning that night? No, we wound up second. We had the lead a few times coming out of four, and it was me and Corey Madden just drag racing to the line, and he got me every time. There is some pretty stiff competition in the sport mod class down there in southwest Iowa. There is, there is. And uh, the, the new guys are learning quick, and the old guys are getting better. Staying good, too, right? Yeah. What about you? Are you staying with the sport mods for a little longer? Uh, it, it looks like it. So, which, which no complaints. It's, it's fun. It's a blast. The guys yeah. we race with are fun to race with. Where would you want to move after this if you had uh, an unlimited checkbook? Oh, unlimited checkbook. God, I don't even know. <laughs> Is that an old term, by the way? Is checkbook an outdated term? It, I, it's probably getting there. I write like five checks a year anymore, so I think maybe I need You're to change that. You're way ahead of me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I was looking the other day. I bought a book of stamps like two years ago, and I think I've used three of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a thing anymore. It's, it's, it's just an old thing. Uh, so, I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear your answer there. A modified, late model, sprint car? Uh, yes. Cup car. Unlimited checkbook. Cup Jesus. car. <laughs> I don't know. It'd have to be dirt, weight model, or modified. One of the yeah. two. What's a track you want to go race at once in your career? Oh, geez. There's, there's a list of them. Um, you can list off multiple. It's okay. I, I think uh, I was talking to somebody on social media the other day about Marshalltown. I'd love to go to Marshalltown, check that place yeah. out. Uh, did you go race Bristol at the beginning of the year? I did not. Okay, so you were one of the few smart people. Yeah. Do you think you were smart, or do you think you missed out? Um, I think I was smart this year, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what happens you're, in a couple years. Your uh, your intelligence is going to lapse a little bit when they announce yeah, that they're so coming. It's not going to happen this coming <laughs> year, but if they do it again the next year, we, we we might toss the idea around and see where it lands. So you're thinking 2023? Possibly. You're, you keep looking over at this. To try to get permission. <laughs> well, <laughs> or to at least gauge her reaction. <laughs> See how scared her face is. Yeah. When I mentioned Bristol. That's. Well, I, but you, I, you don't want to go race Eldora or maybe Knoxville? Or? Oh, uh, Knoxville would be a blast. I, I really think Knoxville would be a blast. I know they had sport mods there um, a while ago, um, and that looked like a blast. Yeah, I was going to say if, if you do end up getting a, a one shot race deal at, at Knoxville to go to, Go to some place like West Liberty, Iowa, and race one night just to get the feel. Have you ever been there? That I've place not. is so flat, just like Knoxville. I'd have to be something similar. Okay. Is it big like Knoxville, or is it short? It's it's not as long through the straightaways, but it's a good half mile track. Yeah. It's it's fast track. So what else is going? On? Oh, hey, he's taking a drink. I'm gonna <laughs> pause just a little bit here. Bush Light you... don't pay me, but I'll plug him anyway. <laughs> 
Did you get engaged this year? Or was uh, that last year? Last Christmas. Last Christmas. So okay. almost a year ago. So we haven't talked since you, you, you asked the big question. Uh, we have not. No. no. Okay. Oh, I mean, not on the microphone. We talked quite a bit. No, I kind of hinted towards it. She went yeah. and had a bathroom break in the middle of my interview, and she said, <laughs> I'm not going to do that again this year. So. <laughs> she's gonna, but, when you take a bathroom break, she's going to come over and tell us she's pregnant. Hopefully not. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she's drinking a beer. She's like, I'm definitely not pregnant. <laughs> you get past the wedding first. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I've always kind of admired, uh, you know, I walking around the pits i always kind of get to watch relationships and i think you two seem to have a very very good racing relationship that she's at the track more often than not helping out with the car Uh, she hasn't missed a race yet yeah has she punched an official yet she's come close to punching somebody yeah an announcer I won't say who (laughs) but it's come it's been pretty close a couple times okay i'm gonna has she been hitting you again? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> this time. No, I'm asking. It's, it's okay. It's a safe zone. No. <laughs> if, she is, if she is abusing you, order another bush light. Okay? <laughs> That'll be our code. Sometimes I forget there's speakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, it, it just seems like, you know, it's, I think it's an inter- integral part to a, a racer's success is having that supportive significant other that helps them with the operation because it's running one of these championship operations I, I couldn't imagine doing it as a one-man band it's it's not easy um at the end it's it's i mean it's it's worth it yeah. um seeing it, the, the end accomplishment but yeah it's it's really not easy when you put your put yourself to it and you, you're relying on a little bit of help on race day but you know sunday through friday it's there's not a whole lot yeah. And I mean, you, you basically, it's you and her that show up to the track more often than not. You, you don't have a large, large crew or any other crew that comes that I can, that I pay right. attention to. My dad will show up and he helps when he can, but he's, he's getting older in age, yeah. so he's trying to relax, which I don't blame him one bit. Uh, he's off camping and fishing and enjoying life, so. Looks Something like he's having usually... fun with the fishing. He caught some yeah. nice fish. I oh, see. yeah. He likes to show off. Oh, yeah. It's got to be a little hard to do, too. I, I know a lot of people have kind of reservations about going for track championships because you miss out on a lot of weekend you do. fun during the summertime. You miss out on a lot in the end result. Um, I mean, it's no secret they don't pay out a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you get a cool jacket or whatever. It's a nice um, jacket. You, you get a nice plaque from IMCA. Uh, NASCAR pays a little better. Yep. Um, but still, it's not anything close to what you put into it all season long. Yeah. Talking with Kevin Zeitner, driving the number 60 Sport Mod, your Shelby County Speedway track champion again. Did you have a question and I stepped on top of you? No, I was just going to say when he said it doesn't pay much, and I was going to say, well, that's kind of why they always call it a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, and your hobby pays a lot better than my hobby does. So far, I'm paying into my hobby. <laughs> this is my hobby, and it don't yeah. pay much either. <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess it pays what we bring into it, but that's a whole different conversation anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we got free pizza tonight, so we're good. What uh, have you kind of started thinking about your plans for 2022? Probably just going to stick to Shelby County. Um, I've heard a lot of different things about what's going on with that track. Uh, we'll see if, as long as they're open, going. I think that's their plan is to um, 
stay open. Uh, they might make some changes, but our plan is to stay at Shelby County Speedway and race as much I-80 Speedway as we can um, and see what else we can slap on our calendar. With this being I-80 Speedway's supposedly last season, picking up a track championship there on the last season would be huge. That would be. That would be something special. Um, that's... Um, or maybe the last Cornhusker Classic or something, you know. That, that track for me, I'm uh, not trying to downplay Harlan or anything, <laughs> but that track, just some of these tracks, they, they, they race you different, um, not really the competition, it's just the track itself. And that's one of those tracks where I just really struggle at for some reason. Uh, like we went up to PJ and never raced there before, won. Uh, went to Shelby, or Adams County Speedway, uh, only raced her a handful of times and got a win and been running top five there. Um, and then Shelby County Speedway, it's, it's always top five. Yeah. Uh, but I-80, it's just, it, it's I, hit listen, or miss. I've, I've felt your heartbreak. I don't know how many times I've sat there and kind of watched the race winding down. I'm like, all right, Kevin's there, Kevin's there. And then something happens. Yep. You get involved in an accident, something breaks, whatever. It just seems like more often than not, it's bad luck that stops you from having success at I-80. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you get luck's a good part of it. Yeah, uh, and I don't blame you a bit for being just, I, I know the number of times I talk to you, it's like, there's no point. Like, I want to win here, I want to be successful here, but I just can't seem yeah. to, to to get out of the bad luck's way. Right, and, it, and the thing I heard about luck is luck is when opportunity meets preparation, and I feel like I'm as prepared as anybody when I go to that track, and when yeah. opportunities come along and it, it, it's for some reason things just don't fall my way and yeah. um, whether it's something going wrong with the car or I get caught up in something or it's a bad draw and it just sets tone for the weekend um, for some reason it's just when luck meets opportunity or <coughs> opportunity meets preparation um, that being luck it just seems like that's not the case at I-80 mm -hmm. what's this br bad draw you talk of Bad draw. I mean, <laughs> have you come up with any kind of a successful draw system? How, how many times did you draw for me this year? Zero. She drew me zero for me this year. I feel like you drew for me once. <laughs> she said you wouldn't let her. I think she picked a bad pill at the Corner School Classic in 2020, <laughs> and I said, "No, not, not happening again." So you picked all your own bad pills this year, huh? I did. So it was my fault. Don't they have a computer generated where you can just tell them, hey, just use the computer? You have to, yeah. uh, at I-80, you have to push the button. Uh, they say win. Oh, that, yeah. they, she took the button away? Yeah, we, there's no button. Yeah. COVID. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Took the COVID button away. All right, uh, you've got some great sponsors that help you up and down the road. Uh, keep that car going. Let's uh, make sure to thank them. Yeah, Zeitner & Sons Refrigerated Transport in Omaha. Um, dirt Track Specialist, um, K DJ Chaos, um, Chaos Productions, Photo Booth Service, um, helping us out this year, um, Razor Chassis, everybody else who's helped out this year, I couldn't do it with everybody yeah. else's help. Uh, when, when's the wedding? Have you guys set a date? January 22nd. Of... 22? 22. Oh, yep. God, that's coming up. Yeah. Wow. How many times have you sat down with people and you're like, hey, listen, cut me a deal. I'll put you on the side of my car. 
Um, that's happened. <laughs> that has happened. It's More worked. than once. It's, it's worked. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad, I mean, anything you can do to save money. Yeah. Put another sticker on the side of the car, save yourself a couple hundred hey, bucks. Scratch my back, I scratch your back. There you go. It'll add up pretty well, quick. And I, and I know from a friend just having a daughter get married, he said they just looked at everything else going up and said, okay, we'll raise our prices too. Yeah. You know. I've always hated that about the wedding industry. You go to buy a dozen roses on a Thursday, they're 40 bucks. You go to buy a dozen roses on Valentine's Day, they're 100 bucks. You go yeah. to buy a dozen roses for your wedding, they're 1000 bucks. It makes need to no get a sense. Flower shop. Huh? You need a different flower shop. Well, that, I mean, that's any flower shop that's in the wedding industry. They, they find out that it's for a wedding, and all of a sudden, the, there's another zero added to the price when it didn't cost them anything more, but... That's, that's just me. Let's see. We've talked about your season. We've talked about plans for next year. He has not ordered another bush light yet. Uh, talk about that nickname. Where'd you get the nickname? Nickname. Cadillac. That was, okay, so that stems back from the hobby stock days. Um, the family shares a shop, and this is before Justin had moved his operation to Malvern. Um, him and Leon were still racing together. Um, and those two had some Cadillac stickers that they didn't want to put on their car or whatever. And, well, we had some Chevy stickers that we threw on the hobby stock. And it didn't look quite right as a Chevy SS. We're like, nah, yeah. it doesn't look good. It's, we're going to get made fun of. So we, sl- we, we tore those off. And uh, Mitch actually threw the Cadillac stickers. <laughs> we threw the Cadillac stickers on. It looked good. And so they've been calling me Cadillac ever since. <laughs> I always like those that just kind of have a good story behind them. Just think if you hadn't wasted a couple of years in a compact and a hobby stock, just think where you'd be in your career. You might uh, be driving that late model. Now. I wouldn't call those wasted years. Those years ta- taught me a lot. Um, the the five years in the compact, four years in the, the hobby stock, I, I learned a lot of hard lessons. The, about the hardest way you could learn them um, made me a better person overall, better driver. So, I mean... At the time, I hated it, absolutely hated it, but it's what I wanted to do, so I never gave up on it. And looking yeah. back on it, I wouldn't change it. And I think you're the only Zeitner that's not, of the racing Zeitners, you're the only one that's not in a late model, right? I've never driven a late model, ever. Yeah. I can't believe that. You're, the entire Zeitner family, no one has ever said, go. I've sat in them, but I have ne- not once Yeah. You've helped driven them bleed one. the brakes. Bleed the brakes. <laughs> and then one time Justin bet me 100 bucks that I couldn't fit in his car. And I got in real quick, and he goes, well, I probably should have bet you 100 bucks you couldn't get out. And I said, yeah, that would have been the right bet because I was looking out, and I was like, I don't know how, how I'm going to get out of this thing. Well, how long ago was that? Because I think he's oh, a little God. bit bigger boy he, than you uh, That was an old car he bought, I believe, from uh, Clint Smith. Um, actually, matter, matter of fact, Jeff Gordon drove that. Um, at the prelude to the dream when Tony Stewart was holding that race. Um, That was that car that Jeff Gordon drove. They got that car, and uh, it was tight, really tight. (laughs) I always remember early on in the show that that, uh, Buddy was giving Joe Kaziski grief. He said, the the real reason why you decided to retire because you couldn't get in and out of the car anymore. Buddy said that to Joe. Yeah. What else? We got your sponsors taken care of. We got your season taken care of. We know your nickname. You're getting engaged. Yeah. Where are you guys going for your honeymoon? Um, probably back to the apartment. <laughs> look get at getting a house. Uh, we got to we got to look at getting a house. Um, um, possibly kids here in the next year. So 
We'll know if we see her without a beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or if she's not changing tires this summer, you might know something's up. So. True. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I tell her, you don't have to do that. You know, you know it, I, I don't need you for a pit crew. And she'll be like, I got it. I got it. Just leave me alone. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So she's good help. Yeah. All right. So uh, still working on the honeymoon plans. Still working on that. I, I told her, I said, I can get, at one point the car was still able to get ready. Um, I hadn't torn it apart yet, but I, I told her, now's your last chance. I can get it ready. Yeah. We can go down to Arizona and go racing. No. Well, I was thinking no. that, uh, what did you say, uh, January 22nd? Yeah. Is that the Chili Bowl weekend? No, it's no. a weekend after. Weekend after? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Devil's Bowl? Should be um, like a week or two after that? Possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah, I told her last chance. No, so I tore it apart. I said, well, now it's too late. <laughs> I don't know. I think interesting would be the Bush Clash on dirt in the Coliseum in L.A. That go. might be oh, that's going to be wild. There you go. That might be kind of fun. That's going to be crazy. But if you've never been to L.A., it's disgusting. You walk yeah, I don't have, any, I don't have wanna, any ambition oh, to go to L.A. No. or New York. I'm okay with I've been to LA never going and, there. Yeah. But I would want to go see that race. That that would be an interesting race to go watch. Well, we'll probably be right here watching it on TV. That's true. We probably will be a Quaker second <laughs> loop. I see you got a Kyle Larson hat on. He's my guy. Yeah. He's a lot of people's guy. Did you vote it, for him for popular driver? I did, actually. Okay. I forgot to. I, I don't think he won it. Um, I, th- I think the reason why he didn't win it is because most of his fans are dirt racers. A lot of them are just kind of disconnected from see, that. See, that's what I kind of thought. After he won the championship, everyone's like, all right. But we'll then, just go watch him win another dirt. But network. then again, Denny ran his mouth about Chase Elliott fans, so I think that fired them <laughs> up. So, well, that and I think a lot of people. I just know a lot of people after Kyle won the championship. A lot of people are still holding last year against him. It's amazing. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, there were people saying now NASCAR's got to explain why they left this race has come back into their. <laughs> Who are you? I'm glad I'm blocked or I'm in Facebook jail right, right. now. So or I'd be in tomorrow. <laughs> I could comment. So, again, talking with Kevin Zeitner, driver of the number 60 Sport Modified, planning on running running Shelby County Speedway again next season and hit or miss. Uh, Do you know your first race you're kind of eyeballing for 2022? Kind of tossing the idea of the icebreaker. She's shaking her head no. No. (laughs) Matt Andrews told me it's not worth it. Never mind. Uh, But I, I, I don't know. I haven't been to Eagles since 2015. I might have to... Scratch that itch. You know, it. I was really impressed with the sport mods this year at Eagle, and everyone's told me it was because the, he moved them in the Order. lineup. So they used to be the first ones out, first heat races and first feature. It, right. Uh, yep. So the track was awfully greasy. Right. And, and I, I've heard from a number of drivers, um, Cole Wayman, that for, for one, that it, it's a lot better than it's been in prior yeah. years. Yeah. So, and well, I think that first class that goes out is just there's really nothing you can do about it. Right. You know, maybe you could take the tactic that I eighty does and change it up every week. But then again, I hate that. You've got this. You don't like that. Eight? I hate that. Just leave it the same. Yeah. I see, and I like it. I, I get it both ways. I I like the fact that I go to Eagle and I know exactly what time the gates open, exactly what time the races start, and exactly what classes running out in what order. Don't have to think about it. I eighty. I got to look it up. I got to go through the whole process, but 
Joe and Steve like to change things up so that other drivers get an opportunity to do other things. To be in the spotlight. Yeah, and yeah. race on a little bit different of a track. Right, and I get it, but that's just one more thing i got to keep track of, and i got too much yeah. going on. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, 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 I can tell you one of the biggest things that helped Eagle this year, and I only worked, what, four nights, I think, something like that, is not having the compacts. They tear up the track with those little tiny tires. They do. Um, they're, they're good in the right situation uh, at the right track. Um, they're not good at every track, just as any class is not good at yeah. every single track. Um, but well, my 80 is so big, they're, they're fine there. They've just got so much room, but they still tear each other up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the, the death knell for Sport Compacts at Eagle was simply the car count. Same thing with the 360 Sprint cars at, at Eagle. The reason why Roger got rid of the 360s and got rid of, of the Sport Compacts was simply car count. Well, yeah, and, it, and as long as your car counts up with the compacts, you're going to keep them coming yeah. because they bring a lot of people. Right. Yeah. So you're you're bringing in a lot of revenue, and it doesn't matter what they do to your track. You're, you, you, how do you turn that away? That, that's oh. one thing that Joe taught me years ago was um, between a late model and a sport compact, those drivers bring the most crew. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Oh, yeah. You're talking about a late model that they're racing for 2000 1500 to win on a, on a, on a good night. Uh, they pay the same pit pass, yet Sport Compacts are racing for 60, 80, maybe 100 yeah. to win, and they're bringing just as many crew members paying just as many pit pass fees. Yep. I mean, it's that's well, crazy to me. At the 205 Nats there last year at uh, Eagle on uh, sub, or Compact Night, they had three cars. Jeez. Three cars went out for the feature. That's, that's not going to keep you around very long. No, no. But at the same time, you know, when we always talk to Joe, he talks about uh, regular modifieds, you know, you can throw up a 1500 or 2000 to win race and you'll have a dozen cars show up, you know, and you'll have 20 cars at your weekly race. But and what, what race was that? Th well, the Charlie Clark had a low car count. Uh, yeah, for the modifieds, I yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe that. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> nobody could. I think 19. We ended up with 19 modifieds, didn't fill the full field, which uh, and, that, and that's wild. Yeah, that's yeah, and that. That's a huge modified race. That was embarrassing, honestly. And just that to pay, I think that was like a thirty-five dollars or $40,000 purse after everything's all said and done and 19 cars showed up. So it, right. it should have been a thirty-five, forty thousand dollars $40,000 purse. Ended up being less because he didn't have to pay those last five, six spots. But he right. didn't have the five pit passes a car and right. all that stuff come in either. So I mean, that's a 30, 35 car field. Most oh, yeah. Charlie Clark yeah. Memorials. Most. That's a, uh, but, anyways, that's why we else? do this and don't promote. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get headphones in. I can only hear half of what's going on over there. You're not missing nothing. That's probably true. <laughs> no, these are great interviews. Great interviews. Well, they are. Because I've met me. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, once again, uh, congratulations on another track championship at Shelby County Speedway. Best of luck defending your championship for 22, and hope to get to sit down and talk to you again. Yeah, uh, we're gonna miss a night though. So we'll see how that pans out. What do you mean? You're going to miss uh, My night. sister's getting married. i got to be at my sister's wedding. Man, that's a bad... I, Have you I, said anything to her? I, like... I did. As a matter of fact, I said no offense, but I hope it rains all day on your wedding. Well, are they getting, are they getting married early enough that you could have somebody tow the car up and 
start tailing, Charlie? Uh, I, I mean, I thought about it. <laughs> I'd be thinking real hard about it, depending on how she's shaking her head now. How is she still in the family by having a wedding during race season? Uh, well, she lives in Georgia, so I don't know. She's gotten a little away from things, but oh, okay. She's gonna hear this and tell me I'm number one, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so you're gonna miss it. So you're just gonna have to work extra hard those other nights to. to... Uh, I mean, I've seen Cody Olson do it, but uh, Corey Madden wasn't there and J- Mike Nichols wasn't there. So yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be a, a challenge if we actually want to go for it. So I, otherwise, I think it's a toss up between those two unless they miss a night. So we'll see what happens. So she tells you you're number sixty in your eyes, but number one in her heart. Is that what she tells you? <laughs> That's what my fiance tells me. Uh, <laughs> I think my sister would have a different number one in mind. <laughs> number one bird, right? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Zeitner driving the number 60. It's always a pleasure, man. Hope to get you back on the show soon. Uh, we'll try to get you over to the World Wheels Car Show and get you set, get set for the 22 season. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Thanks a lot for your time. All right. Thank you. We'll be back. Uh, actually, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs for letting us come down and do all the interviews we do. Make sure to check the Front Stretch Facebook page for details and information on when our next event is going to be. Just go to the Front Stretch, and you'll see our flagged logo there. Like, follow, and share. And then stay up to date with all of our podcasts, all of our events, and, of course, all of our live recordings. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. Big thanks to Joe's Carding, Quaker Steak and Lube, Tailored Computers and Repair, and Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners. Have a great week, everybody.